What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the Matt Ramage Show, presented by Quick Trip, which is given away a pontoon boat. So be sure to uh, make sure you're using your quick rewards and doing the scratch-off game. And you can win a pontoon. You can take me, maybe even Mr. Aaron Nagler over here, up on the pontoon. But uh, Sign me up, baby. Let's go. So we are here today with, with Aaron Nagler. I'm pumped to, to chat with you. Uh, I, but I, be, before we get into the into the Aaron Nagler stuff, I want to say a uh, big thank you to the Green Bay Blue Ribbons baseball team. Yesterday, I went over there through the first pitch, had some batting practice. I uh, I got to go in the booth and like call out some names. I, I didn't really want to do that because I was like, I want to butcher these dudes' names. <laughs> then uh, I jumped on their their live stream thing. For you a little look bit. like a pro, though, dude. I was saying I saw some of the coverage from it. You look great. Yeah, That's I was actually. I even hit, I'm not good at hitting baseballs because you know I got these eye things going on. But uh, they were really locking them in there for me, and I really edited that video. <laughs> like I only showed the hits. Way to do it, baby. Yeah, I, I, I was it. gonna throw that that one strike out where I almost threw my back hey, out. Hey, man, but... it's like when you know the training camp comes along and those quarterbacks throw those long passes into the net. You know, they cut that up and only show the makes. They don't show all of, like the twenty misses. It's all good. Yeah, dude. some teams do it, and they're t- <laughs> that guy gets slaughtered on social media <laughs> forever. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> they get leaked out there. Like, oh my yeah, even, you know, whatever. They hear all the misses. Love it, but uh, yeah. So first of all, how is how how is your off season going? It's going well. I'm ready for it to be over. You know how like it, it, you get that extended kind of like lead up to the draft, which is that in itself is too long. But like, the draft comes and you get all excited about the new players and the OTAs and mini camp, and you're like, all right, got a new squad. To, you know, kind of dive into, and then you get the summer break. And man, I I hate summer. I just got to be honest. I hate summer. I just want it to be fall. I want it to be football season all the time. If I could live in football season forever, I'd, I'd be a happy man. But we're almost there. So it's it's almost done. Thank you. Yeah, the only good thing about summer is the actual weather. And then I don't like this heat. Like I work at a heat factory. It's hot enough. You know what already. I mean? I so don't, like, yeah, I don't need it. I don't. Need, I like jeans and sweaters, man. I don't yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. And like the actually, cause I want like I don't I, I like wearing hoodies, so I just leave the air conditioner. I just turn it off for my. No, life. that's that's a way a good way to go about it, no doubt. Yeah, and then then you can wear the hoodie. But um, yeah. So we're gonna get into some Facebook questions here, but also absolutely, I got some questions for Mister Aaron Egg to, to get yes, to know sir. as a person. Get to know who. Nobody needs that. Nobody what, needs that in their life. What makes Aaron Nagler tick? No, but uh. <laughs> What I, I want to know, what kind of music do you listen to? Because I, I I see you on your Instagram stories. You uh you, you post a lot of the, 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 the different music. I from try, yeah. But, so what are you into music-wise? Uh, oh, like there's the, a lot. of it's, that it's, typo I got in the caption there? <laughs> <laughs> Litten to. What do I listen to? Um, I, I, it, it varies. Like, I, I obviously skew towards, you know, the stuff I grew up listening to, a lot of 80s stuff, a lot of alternative dance stuff. Like, I love Depeche Mode. I love Tears for Fears, Peter Gabriel, things like that. But I will admit, my girls have gotten me into stuff. Like, I love Harry Styles, and I like Taylor Swift. And I don't know, I kind of crossed the gamut. I will say, there was a, I was it two years ago or something, I did exactly what you're talking about. I I had posted on Instagram, one of my stories was about was a song by the Smiths, who I think are one of the greatest bands ever. And some kid, got to be a kid, commented, like, Nagler, you realize no one knows who these bands are. And, like, the Smiths <laughs> were huge. Like, they're a monster, important act. And, of course, but but I'm, I'm 
heartened by the fact that my youngest daughter, Olive, is a huge Smiths fan now. So hopefully they're 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 coming back cyclically. But yeah, I don't know. It 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 kind of crosses the gamut of a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place, but not as classy. Because whenever I hear you talk about like that type of music, I always, it's like classy. It's classy, but uh, it's just what I listen to. That's not what I listen to. Like when I'm on my way to work in the morning, it's all like it's like I'm like the stereotypical like meme, like listening to '90s <laughs> rap. 90s rap baby it's like uh, a jock jam cd i get it yeah, sometimes I, you gotta you need it to pump you up especially before work i get that and it, it, it makes you feel like less old if you listen to what you listen to like when you were a kid it, like there's that, that element there's that element yeah there's something to it oh well you know like some hall and oats will come on and i'm instantly i'm transported i'm like i'm right there like listening to casey Kasem's top 100 countdown yeah give it, it to it, me baby i love it. it it is actually funny that um if you like the music I hated in the '90s, like I used to, like my first job, real, it was like a restaurant. Yes. So I hear this music, yep. and then now as an adult, I listen to '90s on nine. It's the same music, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> dude, that happens all the time. There is stuff that, like, I know, like when it came on the radio back in the day, I was like, oh, this is garbage, and now I'm so nostalgic for it. That is so funny because it's so true. It's like it transports you, and it's like, oh, I remember when this was on the radio all the time, and I hated it, but now it's kind of whimsical, and I kind of like it. Yeah, and and it's kind of chill. Like when I listen to nineties on nineties, like when I'm trying to chill, when I need to get jacked up, right? Then then it's nineties rap. I'm all over the place. But uh, <laughs> this is like one of the main questions I wanted to ask you to have you on here today. Yeah. What is uh, Motel Men? I see I, I see you post about it, but yeah, I, I never, well, I, I'm sure you talked about it before uh, in detail or whatever. But I've never seen it. You know what's funny is I don't think I have. Um, I think they're one of the first people to ask me about it. Um, Motel Men is a band that I'm in, uh, which is really just a duo. Talking about 80s, it's like a synth duo. Um, it's one of my oldest friends in the whole world. His name is Ben Gorski. We grew up together as kids in Appleton, Wisconsin. And we've been writing songs together since we were 12 years old, I want to say. Um, <laughs> and we've been in various different bands throughout our lives. But now we're both fathers in our 50s and um i had kind of stopped thinking we were going to continue writing uh, any number of years ago but then the pandemic hit and i you know we were all kind of caught in our living rooms, so to speak and i just reached out to him one day and said hey you want to try and write a song over zoom and we did and we really enjoyed it and all of a sudden we just started writing a few more and a few more and then we were like hey we should do something with this and so we spent kind of the last two years recording them those songs and playing a couple gigs and now all of our stuff is out uh, not all of it but a bunch of stuff that we've released is is now out on spotify and apple music and we just played a gig this past saturday and we have another one the first night of mile of music in appleton uh in a couple weeks so we're kind of like it's never gonna be it's never gonna be like that's my job or anything like that i'm not under any illusions but he's one of my like i said ben's one of my oldest friends and we've written songs together pretty much our whole lives and I really, it kind of reignited my passion just for music in general, but definitely for creativity and just having something. And I'll, I will rope this into a football angle here. I think it's really super important to do something with your off season, right? When you are creating content around football, I understand there's an audience, right? And there's a definite thirst for content, right? I think it's really healthy if you find something outside of the realm of football during this stretch where 
all we can do is speculate. And you see it now. All you get are like top 10 this and top five that. Yeah. And who are the best 10 running backs? Like, who cares? None of that matters. But it's just fodder for people to engage and argue about blah, blah, blah. I'd much rather write a song and record it with my best friend. And I think Corey, my partner at Cheesehead TV, kind of follows the same path, right? He He's out there doing, you know, really getting into his garden and creating garden content for his TikTok. And I think that's super healthy. And I think it's a, a really good thing because then the football season comes along, right? Like it will next week and your whole life has taken over and you say goodbye to most of that. So yeah. I think now during this time of year, it's pretty important to try and find something like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's awesome too, that, that you got gigs and you're doing that. Yeah. But I, I, I totally agree that having like different types of hobbies, just different stuff that you do, right. whether you're a content creator or not, especially in football season, like so even if you're not a content creator. Yeah, I, I, exactly. If you're just a fan. Yeah. Man, like we really got to be online for the 10th day in a row arguing about some rankings that mean absolutely nothing. Like, how does that enrich your life in any way? And look, I get that people are into it. I understand why people do engage and love it. It's just not for me. And I think it's probably healthier if you try to stay away from that every once in a while. Yeah, I, I think so. Because like I, I, I see a post, I try not to comment on it, but sometimes I, I like a press gazette, a comment right. section. We'll get. <laughs> oh, baby, that's that's some heated stuff right there. Oh, and sometimes, you know, I mean, if you are online and you are a content creator, you get tagged in stuff. Yeah. Right. Like you people try to rope you in. And it's like, man, I'm just trying to over here chilling, trying to enjoy my day. But um, <laughs> again, I get it. I get it. It's just mostly not for me. Yeah, I, I, I get roped in. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I've been getting better though, but like I commented on a press. You have, I will say, you have, you, you yeah. have, you're not as trolly this off season as you were last off season. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've been trolling a little bit with the other not, fan bases. Yeah, you know? not. Plus, I chipped my tooth, so <laughs> I, I get it fixed. Like I, I think August second, so right. I really can't make like a selfie video trashing a fan base, and they're gonna be like, chip tooth. Yeah, right. they're like, what the this dude's got the eyes going and the tooth going. How am I taking this dude seriously? I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, that's I, too I much. It. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> handing him it, you know, I mean, I'm just like presenting. Come on, guys. Roast. I don't mind being roasted, but like, right. that's all it would be. Right. So I'll wait, but I'll have some stuff to say. See, here I thought you were growing, but really you're just hiding. I get it. Yeah, all right. I, I'm, just, I'm just chilling back for a minute. Come August 2nd. I got I to gotta say, what we are like. 10 minutes into this and I haven't even gotten one. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little buzzed up from you. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually not buzzed up. I ain't going to lie. I was buzzed up last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. As long as there's been a recent buzzed up episode, I'm happy. All right. So I, I want to talk about Cheesehead TV. You got um, you got uh, Packers transplant coming back. Yes, we do. Packer transplants returns next Tuesday night, the 25th, the night before training camp kicks off. That venerable series, Corey and I will be live. I'll still be in New York at that point, uh, but I'll be in town for camp uh, at the end of that week. And I'm excited. I'm always excited to talk ball with Corey. It's great because Corey pretty much kind of, like I said, disappears for the offseason. So yeah. I get to get all his unique views and takes on all the developments of the offseason in one fell swoop. And uh, he doesn't believe this, but I get tons of people throughout the office when are we gonna get Corey? when's gonna Corey? when's Corey coming back can we see Corey? what are we gonna hear from Corey? like and now you know people july 25th the evening of tuesday it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah i think i think Corey's probably like the one universal i mean not i wouldn't say that because a lot of people hate him <laughs> but <laughs> but like i think he's like one of the most unique people like i i think he's probably Agreed. one of the best people and maybe it's because you don't get a over flood 
of seeing right. his face. Like you a lot don't of see like, his face every day, like everybody else. Exactly. I see I actually, my, my stupid mug every day. Yeah. I, I, I actually talked to Corey. I'm gonna do like a, a like a little tour thing, a LiveX, make like a make a video. Oh, nice. Like, show awesome. me like because that dude, LiveX yeah. is like one of the most interesting things to me. Like I watch all the videos, I, I follow yeah. them, and yeah. I, I, LiveX I, is no I joke, man. First, I want to get a first hand look. Uh, but like, what what else is Cheesehead TV doing? Like, you got training camp coming up. Is Tyler coming up? You guys got some Tyler. Time? Tyler is back in full force. Uh, we'll be doing tons of fun stuff on uh, on uh, social. Obviously, um, there are a couple things in the hopper that I can't talk about just yet. Uh, I will say, we will definitely be expanding our partnership with iHeart uh, and ninety seven point three The Game. I can't tell oh. you quite how that's going to manifest itself yet, but that is definitely incoming. Um, and I have what should be a new podcast, podcast partner, new kind of, uh, series coming out in a couple of weeks, but again, not quite hundred percent solidified yet. So we got, we got some fun stuff in store. Exactly. Not quite ready to announce, but we're close. We're close. There we go. There we go. All right. Th- th- this is the, actually, I think, I think there's one more. No, we'll skip that one. That one's not that great. All right. <laughs> one thing I want to ask you, cause I've been watching, I watched that documentary on uh on new york yes oh and and new york to me is like one of the most interesting places because it's like a place that like i'm from a a, like green bay and and then most Mm -hmm. you know since high school or whatever i've lived up north in a really small town or like just after high school but um so like the thought of going to new york is like crazy to me but also like i love watching videos like on tiktok that people going around new york showing like because i i love that but what's it like living in new york you know you're talking to people who are like small town folk (laughs) What's it like? Well, I mean, I grew up small town folk. Yeah, pretty much living in Appleton, you know, comparatively to to New York. I will say when I was a kid in Wisconsin, I always kind of knew I wanted to live here. I was always fascinated by it. I was always drawn to it. And I still I've been here now nearly 25 years. It's I still almost daily pinch myself. You know, I I can't believe I live here. Right. Um, The energy is palpable. You can't step outside without feeling it. There's no doubt about that. There are certainly times where it can be overwhelming. Um, but I, I will say I love this city because, and I think I posted about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago. What I love about New York is how, for the most part, now obviously there's always a few exceptions here or there, but for the most part, there are millions and millions of people here. And 99% of them could care less about this or that when it comes to, oh, I like this or I like that. People just let you live. And it's a big, 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 huge community stuffed on a small little island and everyone's kind of doing their thing. Everyone's hustling. Everything's, everybody's living, doing their thing. And there's very little judgment. Now, of course, like I said, there's always exceptions, but for the most part, it's a really inclusive place. And that's why I absolutely adore it. That's why I wanted to move here in the first place. It's what I love about it. And yes, sometimes it's tough. It's no joke. I mean, New York, millions of people arrive every year. It spits people out every year. It is what it is, right? But sometimes, like some people always say, oh, I love to visit, but I could never live there. That's kind of me with the rest of the country. Like when I go anywhere else, it usually takes about 24 hours until I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to get back to New York. Like I can't imagine living anywhere else. I love it here. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine living in New York because like um, I don't like people as much. Social media. <laughs> That's a fair reason not to move to New York City. Trust me. Like gr- groups idea. and crowds. I mean, it's cool, right. like in little spurts, but like all the time. Even going to Milwaukee. That, that, yeah. That's it's funny. I didn't think about New York because like Milwaukee is too much for me. Like the traffic. 
right. it's, it's just bananas. Like I, I went there. I, I was surprised I came home and my truck was still in the same. Well, that's condition. why. That's why you love uh, public transport here in New York. Yeah. You know, you got the subway. You never take. You never need a car. I mean, I, I have a car because I have three daughters and I have to take them places on occasion, like, like Long Island for the mall or whatever. So I, that that helps to have a car there. But for the most part, yeah, you're just taking a subway everywhere. It's great. Yeah, I, I I think it'd be a cool place to visit someday if I ever get the get the gall, you know. Well, look me up, dude. We'll go to Kettle of Fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the best Packers bar in New York. It's awesome. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you up on that. All right. So let's get to. We, we got some uh, Packers stuff coming through now, and uh, we got some questions for people on the on the old Facebook, as the old folks call it. Yes, sir. And I am those old folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you expect this preseason? Uh, will Jordan Love get more playing time? Than uh, Rogers has gotten in the past because you know usually they're kind of limited because he's but right. I guess with being Jordan Love's first you know year starting as franchise guy are, are they going to give him a little extra time or the same you think? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Matt's talked about it a couple times this off season in regards to the entire offense play, probably playing a little bit more as, as far as the starters go. They're so young on offense; they need so much work. They're going to need so much work. Uh, yes, I I will say with pretty much full confidence that you will see a lot more Jordan love than you've seen of Aaron Rodgers these last few preseasons. And I don't know if they, you know, play him a whole half, maybe they play him three quarters. Maybe they only play him a couple drives. I, I don't know exactly how it'll break down, but they will certainly be playing him more than you ever saw with Rodgers say the last three years or so. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured that, but I, I wasn't sure. Cause sometimes, you know, Matt LaFleur is like, just how we do things. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Really, right. I have I mean, really, I think a lot of those paradigms probably get broken this year. Things that have been done a certain way for the last number of years are going to change, especially on offense, just because they are so young. I mean, the idea of a first year starter and then, I mean, the youngest core of, you know, wide receiving and tight end, basically skill positions outside of the running backs. You got to get them on a field. You got to get them working together, uh, especially in game situations before you hit the field week one in Chicago. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, I I, I I definitely agree with that. And I just think like, that's how you should coach. And that's how you should have a team is like different for different scenarios, different situations pop Absolutely. up. I mean, you don't right. just say like, this is what we do. You're not right. Vince somebody got away. with <laughs> Well, he won, he won like a bunch of titles. So that's what, that's what you get to do when you win a bunch of titles. It's your way or the highway. Yeah. Right you get to get it done. All right, now we got a question here from Facebook. Uh, Bill Van uh, Vagel, hopefully I'm saying it right. Which Packers rookie has the biggest impact, the quickest either on defense or offense or special teams? I'm glad you included special teams because I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jaden Reed doesn't make a name for himself right away as a punt returner. And I know they've got Keyshawn Nixon as a kick returner, and he will probably continue in that role, but they are going to be utilizing Nixon a lot more on defense this year, at least to begin with, in that nickel role. So I think Jaden Reed, he's got a chance, both from scrimmage on offense, but especially as a punt returner, uh, which was, you know, so far, and they haven't put pads on or anything, but throughout OTAs and minicamp, he was returning punts. And kid's electric with the ball in his hand. So there's a good chance that he could be the guy. And again, both as a returner um, or even I suspect we're going to see a lot of him on offense as far as not only in the traditional slot role, which is, I think is where they'll probably start him, but they'll probably utilize him a lot in the motion kind of role that you saw with Tyler Irvin back in 2020. You're going to see him running back and forth across the formation quite a bit pre-snap, try to get him out in space, get the ball in his hand. 
he's going to have opportunities. And that doesn't mean that these other guys might not step up or might not do something, but I think Jaden Reed will have the most opportunity right away to make a difference uh, just because of how he'll be utilized. Um, but on the flip side, the, I do think uh, Lucas Van Ness has a chance, especially because uh, Rashawn Gary most likely won't be ready for the start of the season week one because of that ACL injury. Van Ness can really help you on passing downs initially. Now, I don't think they name him a starter right away. I think he's going to be rotational, but I mean, he's a big, strong young dude who can probably make some hay when it's third and long, the obvious passing situation. He can rush from the outside. They might kick him inside right away uh, on third downs and try to use him rotationally that way. So uh, if there's a guy on defense, you can look forward to kind of, you know, step up right away. Uh, it would be Van Ness. And then the dark horse, I would say, is Anthony Johnson Jr., the seventh-round pick, just because there are so many questions at safety. If there's an opportunity for a guy to jump up and make a difference, it's at the safety position. And he's got as good a chance as anybody because God knows that is going to be a wide-open competition come camp. Yeah, I, I think a lot of uh, the spots are just like if, if, if you can come in and ball, like – you. <laughs> This team is like great for you. Like you have Take an opportunity. Yeah, I just had this conversation. I think with Andy Herman a couple of days ago. I mean, if you are, especially on offense, right? If you're a young offensive pass catcher, wide receiver, tight end, whatever, this is the place to be because there are going to be opportunities. And if you can make a play every practice, like make a couple of plays in a row, turn some heads, get the coaching staff talking and looking at your film and going, wait. We should get him involved more. That's what happened with Malik Heath, the undrafted wide receiver, who suddenly got a few headlines because he was making plays and getting getting put in the rotation with the ones. That was the offseason. That was in shorts and T-shirts. We'll see if that continues when the pads come on. But that's the kind of thing where, yeah, if you're a young guy, this is the year to be in Green Bay because there are going to be chances to be noticed. Yeah, I, th- I think that they all have to know that and just be like jacked. Like, dude, oh, I'm going to go in here and just do this thing. And hopefully no. it doesn't rattle them like it does me. <laughs> Crack under pressure. Crack under pressure. Yeah, I hear you, man. All right, here, let's get to the next one. This one's from Brad uh, Her Hermosillo. Hopefully I said that right. I doubt it. I suck at names. Uh, will Alex McGow be the backup this year? Like, I didn't really see a lot. I, I that's that new guy that that, that they just picked up, McGoo right? McGoo is how you say it. McGoo, McGoo. All right, yeah. I yeah. wasn't really on it's Twitter hot. yesterday. But all that was going down. But um, let me know about him because, like, I, I I heard so many good things, but obviously I think some people are, like, over-hyping him. But, yeah, um, you get excited because, look, he made plays in the USFL. I, I said on Twitter when he got, you know, when the report got out there first that the Packers were working him out. I didn't watch a ton of USFL this year. It wasn't, like, a religious thing for me. I wasn't yeah. watching every week. But every time I turned it on, this kid was making plays. Uh, he was definitely got the kind of gamer tag right like yeah. maybe not the greatest quarterback maybe not the most talented but man the, the, the snap of the football and the lights come on and this kid was making plays now where you got to temper things and you got to maybe pump the brakes a little bit is you got to remember he is a former seventh round pick for the seattle seahawks back in 2018 bounced around a little bit around the league and then went to the usfl and yes got his opportunity in the championship game two years ago balled out uh then he finally got kind of the full year starter because the other guy got hurt this year. And look, he certainly, like I said, made plays. But let's slow down. These weren't NFL players and NFL defenses he was making yeah. plays against. You know, now he did have a nice connection with Jay Sternberger, 
a former Green Bay Packer who was his teammate there uh, in the USFL. And it certainly he certainly looked the part. So if you're the Packers, I get it. You definitely probably want another camp arm. And he's got an opportunity. Again, we're talking young offensive players, right? Jordan Love, first-year starter. Behind him, what do you got? You know, you got a draft pick, you got a journeyman, and now you got Alex Magoo. And any one of those guys. I like that name a lot better, Magoo. So Magoo. Um, Any one of these guys could jump up and grab the job. Again, it's about opportunities. And look, who knows what his now experience the game, all those banked reps playing in the USFL, you got to think that helps. So I'm not completely dismissing his chances. He's got a lot of work to do, but the opportunity is there, no doubt. Yeah, I I think the backup spot, like if anyone, you know, just does well, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, like there's a lot of opportunity there in that backup spot. I don't know nothing about him. You're going to have a chance. You're going to have a chance. It's kind of like, you know, Kurt Warner, like he, he was in Arena League. Got his chance. I mean, that's he's gonna obviously take it's, a, it's a huge outlier, right? But hey, it happened. Yeah, who's to say it can't happen again? Yeah, totally buy it, man. I get it. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it's a good pickup. I think it's uh, he's worthy of getting a shot, being in no, camp, no. and then who knows what happens after that? Even if 100%. it's not with actors, right? But all right, here let's keep removing on it. What's up with the carry the G uh, brew for this season? As Sam Miller, Sam, we will have an announcement soon, hopefully by the start of next week, but it is definitely coming back. Carry the G will be available, not only where it was available last year, but we are definitely expanding uh, the distribution both across the state and just a little bit across state lines. And we'll be in bars and restaurants this year, which we weren't last year. Um, And there's a chance, crossing fingers, that we're going to be in Lambeau. And if, if that happens, man, it is on. Because what we want everyone to do is when you go to Lambeau Field, Get yourself a can of carry the G, take it to your seat and, and get yourself a, a selfie and a hashtag carry the G. It's going to be dope, but it is going to be much more widely available this year. We're really excited to uh, to announce it. Yeah, if, if you got carry the G at Lambeau Field, that would be wild. That'd be a beautiful thing. We're this close. It's, uh-huh. I think it's it's pretty much going to happen. So let's go. Let's That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll shotgun to carry the G from the stands. That's what I'm talking about, Ramage. You're gonna be a little buzzed up, a little buzzed up, and then carry the G. Like, not gonna lie, a little buzzed up. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Jones asks, uh, oh, he says probably too late, but it wasn't. Uh, how all right, how the Packers okay, what are your feelings? How the Packers handled the departure of Mason Crosby, the all time leading scorer, but like not just him because one one of the reasons I want to use this question because you know that was kind of the thing of the talk, like some players didn't like how. They, they ended their, their careers at the Packers. Right, 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 but, like, right. this year, a lot of them, a lot of guys left, not because, whatever, for different reasons, they, they just weren't picked up. But how, how do you feel like the – is that still a thing? Or is that even a real thing? Or is that – I don't think it's a real thing. I understand why guys feel maybe jilted or whatever. Um, a, it ain't show friends. It's show business. And yeah. I understand fans' attachments to certain players, et cetera. And, look, I think the Packers have played – what if you want to call it that the departure of Mason Crosby perfectly because they've left the door open, you know, the idea that they needed to do some signature, like closing out and bid him adieu and give him a fond farewell video, whatever. Okay, fine. But man, Brian has gone out of his way to indicate that the door is still open and that you could get a call. I mean, who knows what happens with this rookie, you know, yeah. If they get into camp and he's spraying balls left and right and he looks terrible and they get into preseason, it's not working. 
well, they haven't slammed the door on Mason Crosby. So yeah. they can give him a call. So I, I, I think they've handled it pretty well. But at some point, you got to move on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like I get that there's an emotional attachment there from fans. And he has been pretty good the last couple of years. But that doesn't align with his cap number comparative to his peers. And also, the guy can't kick it into the end zone anymore on kickoffs. So now you got to get a specialist. Now you got to use up a roster spot for that. Like, it just at some point. It's time to move on, and I think the Packers were wise to say this was that time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get the sense that they handled it badly. Like I actually never have like, until I hear like you know a player said this or they didn't care for that. Right. But um, I, because like it, like like you say, it's show business. Like when I go to work, like if I if I quit my job, they're not gonna have a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might. Who knows, Matt? You never I mean, know. They bring donuts or something. Or, uh, right. They probably expect right. me to. Like they, they exactly you know, bring your own. Bring your own, but uh, but yeah, that, that, that's always been like, like the stigma, like I say, and I, I just don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure like players have feelings, like when people, you well, know, I think the Packers have because they don't readily, although they've expanded a little bit, but they they're not a big free agent, you know, town. Yeah. They don't do a lot of it. They they do bring guys in, but so these guys are homegrown, and this is mostly all they've known for the most part. Not always, but a lot of times, and. There's that attachment, right? So they feel a bit, I think, jilted when they don't get that call or they don't get offered a contract on the way out the door because the Packers operate from the personnel side. And this is what Rogers talked about a couple of years ago when he was all upset. You know, it's like it is a business and those personnel folks have to treat it as such. And I understand that that might hurt personally, but that's not a personal decision. It's in in pursuit of winning football games in pursuit of doing what is best for the green bay packers which is what you hear brian say all the time in every gm around the league really but that's the point like every team operates that way but the packers again because a lot of this is homegrown a lot of these guys get i'm not going to say attached but they don't know much else around the league and then all of a sudden it's like oh the packers treat their vets horribly which is no different than most teams treat their vets yeah uh, yeah, because like I think of it like I play Madden, and like if I'm making if that was like a real team, you're same thing, totally the same thing. There's guys starting to have no business like this because I liked my bench their ass. Yeah, definitely. I feel <laughs> I'm it. The starter bringing this guy over here. Got to do it, man. Yeah, so like you, you don't want me uh, controlling, <laughs> making roster decisions. I hear you. All right, this one is kind of funny. Which of you two can consume the most beer and brats during the home opener? And uh, what player on defense will surprise us this year? I am picking Tavares Moore. That's Doug Hype. What's up, Doug? Doug is a Cheesehead TV regular. He was on, I believe, all three days of our draft coverage. It's a good deal. All right. Um, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acquiesce to Matt on the beer and brats. But I will say, for the defensive player, um, I don't know about more. I like Jonathan Owens a lot, the safety they picked up from the Texans. And I know people will point to his PFF rating and all this nonsense, none of which I care about. Um, I think he's an ascending player, and I'm excited to see him get on the field. And I think a lot of people will be surprised um, by his play. Yeah, I think uh, as, as far as uh, I don't really eat a lot of brats. You can't really say that because you get like kicked out of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 if I'm going like hot dogs, uh, brats, I, I usually pick hot dogs. I like it smaller, you know, a lot less work. I'm kind of a lazy guy. <laughs> Unbelievable, as, Ramage. Unbelievable. As, as far as drinking, I, I'm not going to. I think we're probably both pretty good drinkers. You seem to be. Yeah, we, we, we can go toe to toe. I know that. 
Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I'm just happy to be in, in the in the conversation as a drinker. <laughs> <there and then. laughs> I love it. Absolutely, and, man. Hey, and, when I'm there for camp, though, we got to test this theory out. That's oh yeah, yeah we, Hell yes. we definitely, Hell yes, brother. <laughs> but as for the player, like the, the one of the guys in defense that I'm looking at this year is, is Quay Walker. I think that Love he way. he's going to be uh, like on a redemption tour because he doesn't like what happened, whatever. We don't want to get into all that, but sure. he, yeah, he's Absolutely. you know he I, I think he's and look, fired he up. was playing really well the last month of the season. It's just that the the ejections overshadow everything. Yeah. I mean, I can't get through a chat at she's at TV without someone asking about that aspect right and it's like can we talk about his actual play on the field yeah really good for the last month or so so yeah i'm with you i think if he kind of hopefully picks up where he left off continues to develop he could be a special player yeah i I absolutely think so i i i I love him and i I hate that like how that happened and like the hate and obviously you can't do like what happened but um just thought yeah he he got murdered on social media for that i mean you knew that would happen though yeah come on that was a foregone conclusion, basically. Yeah. All right, we'll keep her moving over here. Um, Mark Elmore asks, "What does Joe Barry? Why does Joe Barry still have a job with the organization?" But what I, what I want to ask you is kind of the same thing. But <laughs> his defense has the roster. His defense has the players. Is, is Joe Barry? Is he going to put him in the right spot? To do you have faith that he can? Because uh, he's he a fan favorite. Look, look. There are a lot of layers here. There's a lot of levels. Okay. Um, what to answer the first question from Mark here, why does Joe Barry still have a job with the organization? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie. That's a fair question, right? Um, a lot of these, not a lot of these, but online, you can get a lot of like bad faith questions. This question makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and look, I, I understand intellectually Matt's thinking as far as what he's put out there publicly. I haven't spoken to him about this off camera or privately or anything, but the idea of wanting to keep continuity on the staff. He doesn't want to become one of those coaches who's constantly firing dudes. And you saw stretches where the defense played well enough to win. The defense played pretty darn well at points last year. Now, the problem was is they didn't, A, when they needed them, like crucial, crucial, crucial situations, more often than not, they let you down. But they also didn't get a whole lot of help from the offense more often than not. And the lack of complimentary football, which is something you hear a lot about, was like blazingly obvious last season. I don't doubt for a moment that Matt expects continuity to help on defense from the staff, right? I'm not sure I would have gone that route. There were a number of really talented defensive minds, defensive coordinators available to interview this offseason. A lot of musical chairs on that side of the ball around the league. Matt said nah to all of that and kept Joe. And look, don't think for a second that Matt doesn't understand that if things don't improve on that side of the ball, not only is Joe most likely gone, that puts the fire way up under Matt's Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's not lost on him that this is a crucial decision. Um, He thinks they can get better with continuity. I tend to agree that it can happen, but it's hard for me to get excited and or expect it when we saw that awesome performance by the defense against the 49ers two years ago in the playoffs, thinking, coming off of that, finally, let's go. We're cooking it with gas on defense, finally, after so many years. 
And then they go lay that gigantic egg in Minnesota in week one and pretty much proceed to stink out loud for much of the first half of the season. Things definitely turned around in the second half. But man, fool me once. I won't get fooled again. I am I am never, ever getting excited about a Joe Barry defense until I see it on the field ever again. And that's yeah. my mantra this offseason. When we get to week one, I'll start trying to get excited if they produce and execute. But until then, I'm suspect. Yeah, I got roasted last season because I said in the offseason leading up, they're going to be a top five defense. So, Ugh. like... Boy. I say that every I mean, year. Well, that's, a lot of people thought they were going to be really good last year. I mean, you weren't alone in that regard. Yeah. I remember Mina Kimes was like, they're going to be top five. And then she kind of walked that back before the season. But I had her on my podcast and I was like, you know, Joe Barry's still the coordinator, right? Like, you know, there was a whole. So I understand the excitement around them last year. But that's why this season I'm just like, all bets are off. Like, I got to, you got to prove it. Before yeah, I I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I say a little bit, but I, I've been a little quieter on the defense because, like, I think that, that they have the players. Like, they have so many great players, but it doesn't always Absolutely. come I together. Mean, all three. The problem is, is all three levels. You want to be strong in the middle of the defense. John Madden used to talk about that all the time, right? You want solid at uh, inside of the defensive line. Check. You got Kenny. Obviously, is one of the better players in the league at his position. You got a former first round pick in Devontae Wyatt, who you hope steps to the four. The middle, you got Devondre Campbell, who, again, played much better down the stretch than he did the first part of the year, coming off an all-pro season the season before. You got Quay Walker heading into season two. Again, played really well down the stretch last year. The question marks come at safety, and that's where you get a little nervous because there are a lot of question marks there. Darnell Savage has definitely not been the answer you would hope for from a former first-round pick. And then you got a lot of names to pick from, a lot of different combinations they'll probably try out. But that's where you get nervous because that is your last line of defense. Yeah, if you don't and got those guys mess up, that's a touchdown or that's a big play, and you just don't want that. So obviously, so yeah, it's it again. I think they've got the talent. I think you got Jair Alexander. You got a really good secondary. You've got the tools you need. It's just up to Joe Barry to put him in the position to succeed. And in there, I, I got to see it to believe it. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So you like you mentioned Rashawn Gary, probably not going to be there to start off. Do we have any idea of like how it's like four weeks? I mean, less, more? Nothing yet. We'll get a better idea probably next week when he gets to camp and they start kind of, you know, ha not they don't have to give it any kind of injury designation just yet, other than putting him on the PUP, which I suspect he will be, uh, the physically unable to perform list. Uh, but I would be surprised if he's available before sometime after the first month of the season, like say those first four games. After that, then I think we'll start to kind of get a heat check probably every week because that's yeah. the world we live in now, but probably we'll probably start to talk about, Oh, when is Rashawn going to be back? But I'd be absolutely shocked. And Hey, I've been shocked before, but I'll be absolutely shocked if he's back prior to say October. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. But the one thing I want to talk about is just popped in my head, how annoying the, the injury prone people are like the uh, people, who, everyone gets hurt. Like, I, I saw one talk about Watson. I made a post about a Christian Watson. Right, right. And then, you know, like, oh, if he's available. I'm like, dude, he's a rookie, got hurt. Like, Did you miss the second half of the season when he yeah, scored, like, like, what, 10 touchdowns in seven games or whatever it is? I mean, come on, people. Yeah, it, it's so annoying. Like, David Bakhtiari, too, which I get because he had a real long Whoa. injury. But before that, people act the like. Bakhtiari shit is so annoying. It's so Yeah, bad. it's like they, they act like he's, like, some baby. Like, dude had a crazy injury. And, yeah. and before that, he Once missed in a lifetime out, injury, but he did generational miss. injury. 
no, yeah. all that stuff is nonsense. Look, the injury rate in the NFL is 100%. And people are so kind of dialed in on their team that they don't understand that it happens to every team. Like, yes, some teams have better injury luck than others, but that's all it is, is luck. It's not like fire. It's always fire the conditioning staff, fire the training staff, which is absurd. Like, that's like the lowest level of idiocy right there. So it's like, yes, are there some teams that get lucky and they get their band kind of together throughout the whole season? And it definitely helps. You'll see. I mean, look, it's no mystery. The Eagles and the Chiefs had the most, basically the most health along the offensive line, their offensive lines last year, comparative to the rest of the league. Oh, and lo and behold, they're in the Super Bowl. Yes, they got a bit lucky in that regard. But that's all it is. And this idea that these guys are injury prone is freaking hilarious. And basically, Matt, you can set anyone who says that straight to ignore because they're not worth your time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. For the injury prone thing, because like these are like the most premier athletes, like even not just football, all over. Like I'm injury prone. Like I did a, I did a. I mean, we're all injury prone when you're talking about it like that, no doubt. <laughs> uh, I, I did that thing yesterday, you know, the, the human hamster wheel, whatever they call it, the, the, the rubber and you run into each other. Right, 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 right. I got in that thing, dude. And they're like, it's funny because when I first got into it, they're like, all right, we're going to, there's three shots, you know, best out of three because you have to try and knock the other one down. Right. And they said, just stand 25 feet apart and then run at each other. I said, bro, you want me to run 25 feet three times? <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work out. Who do you think but, I uh, am, an Olympian? Come on now. <laughs> I didn't come here for this, but uh, I, I I failed miserably in that. Like I got killed. My guy Scott, who does my camera work for me, right? Uh, he, he 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 and he told me beforehand. He's like, I'll take it easy on you. I was like, No, dude, give it to me. I don't don't, don't go easy. I, I was was it like I, was it like AJ Dillon and the mascot last year? Kind of like I flipped upside down. I got stuck. I couldn't get up. I'm just I'm rolling around and I could hear all the audience people, the baseball fans laughing. And then they're like trying to like tell me like, come on, dude, get it together. Get up. Because, you know, there's only so much time between innings. And yeah, they can't hold the game up for you. Yeah, and then I finally get up, and then they're like, "Go!" Before I was even situated, and then he's just running at me. I'm like, "Hit you again?" Yeah, and I went (laughs) flipped upside down, almost broke my neck, but it was a good time. Good times. Good times. That was something I was thinking the whole time. Like, I hope someone's videoing this because I, if I'm not doing this for content, Cause if these are my last moments, I want them on record. Yeah, I, I want it. But uh, <laughs> all right, I, I, think, I think that that's all I got. But um, I think we're going to we'll see each other at training camp. Oh, hell yes. We'll drink some hell beers. Yes, you know what I mean? We'll drink some beers. We'll talk some ball. Have you over to Banky's house. Have some carry the G. Definitely going to happen. Yeah, actually, I, I haven't had a carry the G in a in a long time you know what's funny people tag me and stuff about carry the g like they think i'm cheese at tv you did that ad you did that ad for us yeah so like people like message or not lately but they'll be like when's carry the g coming back i'm i don't know and i just like (laughs) she's at tv link like now you can let them know hopefully (laughs) next week next week uh you you can expect to start seeing uh at least uh, you know the announcement and then hopefully the beer itself will be rolled out uh either late next week or the week after so very yeah, soon, good. pretty soon. I'll, 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 maybe I'll shotgun a beer, make a video, because that way, Cheese at TV can reach me to me. <laughs> that's how. You, hey, that's how you. All about get... the content life, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get a retweet with Cheese at TV, get yourself some Carry the G. Just, carry the G, baby. That's like the key, the key to our heart. Get yeah. Carry the G. We're that's right what you got. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me. Big shot to Quick Trip sponsoring the show. Everyone who's either watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Um, this is Aaron Nagler. You know who he is. Go pack, go people. I don't know how to go. I'm just a lot, Matt. Yeah, for sure.